Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the New Heights Show on Education for April 12, 2014. My name is Kaden Behan, your host. Today we're going to be talking about how community service requirements are seen to reduce volunteering, particularly in high school students. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Now we're going to begin the topic for today, something that's very common nowadays that wasn't so common, I think, in at least my parents' generation was the aspect of required community service in high schools. And as we all know, there's many clubs, um, such as the National Honor Society, that really emphasize volunteering for high school students and it's become something that's really important in the college admissions process and just become overall more important in addition to academics as well. But there have been some studies that the required um, community service can be seen to reduce volunteering or can perhaps promote volunteering for wrong reasons. And so that's what we're going to discuss in today's video show. Also, we talk about an article written by Sarah D. Sparks um, from edweekly.com, which is the finding that community service requirements are seen to reduce volunteering. And then we're going to move on into talking about how, whether or not community service should be mandatory voluntary or, um, and just go into the debate over that through a ne the next few articles. So we're going to begin. Requiring students to take part in community service to graduate from high school can actually reduce their later volunteering, and this is what the new research suggests. Maryland State requirements that all students complete 75 hours of service learning by graduation led to, this, led to significant boosts in eighth grade volunteering, generally in school organized activities, but it actually decreased volunteering among among older students, leading to a potential loss in long-term volunteering, according to a study previewed online by the Economics of Education Review in June. If this is for school, how do we know that students 
are considering this as community service rather than just homework for school, says the study's author, Sarah E. Helms, an assistant professor of economics at Stanford University in Birmingham, Alabama. One of the interpretations that is more convincing is maybe we are substituting this requirement for being self-motivated. Does this dilute the signal value of volunteering? Signal uh, service learning in which students engage in projects and activities to improve their communities or address social problems has become more popular in the past de decade, as we mentioned before. In 2011, 19 states allowed districts to award credit toward graduation for volunteering or service learning, and seven states allow districts to require service for graduation, according to data collected by the Education Commission of the state. In 2001, only seven states allowed high school credit for service. Require universal service learning as a condition of graduation, the District of Columbia school system began requiring 100 hours of community service in two large districts, including Atlanta, Chicago, and Philadelphia, also require community service for graduation. Service learning has been, a growing, has been growing in popularity. Requirements for high school graduates have already service learning so popular. Prior studies have found students who volunteer more frequently tend to be higher achieving, more engaged in their communities, and less prone to risky behaviors as adolescents. Moreover, service learning in particular has been found to improve students' engagement in school and reduce their, drop, their risk of dropping out. And Maryland's policy was touted as a way to help students develop as citizens. And this is what the director of this research has said. She states, I am pro-service learning. However, I think it matters how we implement it. What you hear over and over in the literature is don't require service learning, given the sentence, to do so. We get very nervous about requiring people to do something because it's good. The study used student data from monitoring the future and continuing study of the lifestyle and values of the youth, a nationally representative annual survey of 8th, 10th, and 12th graders, to compare Maryland students' volunteering trends with those of other American students during the same time period. From 1991 through 2011, nearly three in four American high school seniors reported doing community service at least a few times a year, with 31% volunteering at least monthly and 12% volunteering weekly. Among eighth graders, 65% volunteered at least a few times a year, 26% volunteered monthly, and 10% volunteered weekly. Ms. Helms graduated from high school in Maryland two years before the service requirement was enacted for the class of 1997. She recalled family conversations about how her younger brothers would meet the criteria. She states, it was pretty controversial when it was first put into place. It was a mixed bag. You heard stories where students got involved with something because they had to complete the service hours, and it changed their life, and they went into social justice to try to stop poverty, and then you would also hear stories, on the other hand, of, oh, my dad's friend let me do something to help out. She's, she has very mixed opinions about the service requirement and how it affects your, when it comes to them being more productive citizens and more um, volunteering citizens in the future. 
Additionally, in each year, the students were asked as a part of the Monitoring the Future survey to report how often they volunteered as either never a few times a year, at least monthly, at least weekly, or nearly daily. In the first years after the Maryland policy took off in 1993, the proportion of the state's eighth graders who reported weekly volunteering increased nearly six percentage points compared with the time before the requirement, dropped to 3.2 percentage points above the pre-requirement levels by 1998, however, only two percentage points above the pre-requirement levels by 2010. The proportion of eighth graders volunteering at least monthly rose by 7.4 percentage points in the early years compared with the pre-requirement level, but there has been no significant difference between the volunteering of Maryland eighth grade students and those in other states, suggesting that some of the increase could have come from a general trend toward more service learning. There's a different story among older students. Before the requirement, Maryland seniors were 7.8 percentage points more likely than students nationally to be engaged in service activities driven primarily by rising service activities among boys and following a national trend of more volunteering during that time. After the requirement, however, Maryland seniors were 9.2 percentage points to 17.4 percentage points less likely to volunteer from 1997 to 2011. This contrast is particularly notable because the national volunteering among 12th graders rose during the same time. Our Scott Peffler, the executive director of the Maryland Association of Secondary School Principals and a former principal of Centennial High School in Howard County, Maryland, cautioned that the findings may underrepresent settler and settler volunteer activities among older students because students may be better able to recall and report official school-related volunteer activities, such as those they would pursue during, pursue during middle school. He states that there's a ton of volunteering that goes on, kids, but kids are social animals. They may not think of their activity in the National Honor Society of bringing food to the old age home as volunteering. Service learning, he states, is part of the culture now and is pretty routine. In terms of the actual graduation requirement, looking for systemic ways that groups of kids in classes can fulfill that requirement works for everybody. It doesn't get to that individual volunteerism, but it works. Both Ms. Hells and Mr. Peffler agreed that school service learning programs require planning and time for students to reflect on their experiences in order to be meaningful. Mr. Peffler argued that the service learning requirement is not intended to be primarily about building civic character. He states some people might have thought this would build up an individual's sense of volunteerism. I don't think it ever really achieved that focus because there's a bureaucratic nightmare that could come from that. So instead, we used it tied to the we've used it in a sense to tie it to the curriculum for high school students, and as a tool for engaging students in different subjects from history to environmental science. He state, he argues that the state service learning requirement has been a success. Without, the, without it, there'd be something lacking in every one of our schools that there is now, which is a focus, he states. There'd be something missing if the service requirement wasn't there. So as we see, there's some mixed results from this study. Um, it's not very concrete to show that there has been a decrease in volunteering, but you do, as was described in the article, you do sometimes get that sense of students only volunteering just to meet the requirement. And so we're going to go into whether or not 
that's a good thing or you know as long as we're getting people to volunteer regardless of why they're volunteering it's good or bad and so we're going to go into that too which is the debate community service mandatory or voluntary um, an article by diane loop Nearly 840 miles apart, high school juniors in Jefferson, Paris, L.A., and Chicago face the same pressing deadline and graduation requirement. Students in both public school systems have to perform some sort of service to the community to earn a diploma. In Chicago, students had to complete 40 hours of service, and in Jefferson, Paris, 60 hours were expected of each student. In both systems, the class of 2001 was the first to be first to come under the new requirement for service. But before 1999 to 2000, school year was over, one system, Jefferson system, had revoked its policy under pressure from educators who viewed the service requirement as competing with academics. Chicago, however, had a successful program up and running with thousands of participating students. Together, the case histories of Chicago and Jefferson Parish offer a sober reality check for school systems contemplating mandatory community service for graduation. Experiences illustrate the success and failures of the school systems nationwide that have embraced civic responsibility by requiring students to volunteer in their community. Some districts have done this by mandating that their students complete their service as a prerequisite to graduation with administrators and teachers keeping track of their hours. Others have decided to incorporate community service into regular lessons in an approach to teach what is known as service learning. The number of school systems that now mandate some form of service has mushroomed, according to the National Service Learning Clearinghouse for based in St. Paul, Minnesota. The number of high school students performing service increased nearly sevenfold from 1984 to 1997 when 6.1 million students did some form of community service. In 1997, 96% of school districts offered some form of community service, up from 27% in 1984. Between 16 and 18% of school districts required service for graduation, up slightly from 1984, according to studies cited by the Clearinghouse. The service programs vary widely in scope and quality. Administrators in school systems as programs deemed by others to be successful say the critical components include building community support, allowing students to decide how they volunteer, training teachers, recognizing student projects, and getting students to reflect on what they do. Programs that lack either administrative or community support for those seen as detracting from academics, like Jefferson Parish, are almost destined to fail. Before instituting its program in August 1997, the Chicago Public Schools solicited community support visited other systems, gave coaching stipends to educators in each school to shepherd the program, and identified ways that teachers could integrate service hours into the curriculum. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Top school administrators in the Windy City continue to be visible supporters of the program. The exhortation these leaders give, says Chicago's Chief Education Officer, Cosette Buckney, is this. No matter how bad you think you are, 
someone's worth. Maybe you can't buy a $100 Michael Jordan shoes, but you can have a coat drive for children in the neighborhood. In the first semester of 1999-2000, Chicago's high school students completed more than 500,000 hours of community service. In the 51,400 51, student deficit in parish schools, however, building administrators viewed the community service requirement as something that detracted from academics. In the Louisiana parish named for the nation's third president, students were explicitly prohibited from earning volunteer hours during class time. They could, however, rack up credits while working on Mardi Gras parades at church or in political campaigns, except school board elections. School system administrators tried to prod students into completing the number of required hours by listing their accumulated hours on report cards and delivering reminders in grade level and homework meetings and via the school-created videos played over each school's in-house TV channel. But when they discovered that only 35% of the parish juniors and had completing their hours this March, administrators convinced the school board to abandon the policy instead of offering diploma stickers to those graduates who complete their 60 hours of good deeds. We didn't catch a whole bunch of slack for getting rid of it, says Jefferson Parish School Board member Ray St. Pierre. We didn't even catch flack from the Times uh, Picune, the daily newspaper in New Orleans. What made the difference in the outcomes of the the two school districts' community service requirements, many would point out that preparatory spade work or lack thereof. Chicago's community service requirements came out of a task force that that spent five years working on to redesign high schools, says Buckney, the chief education officer under Superintendent Paul Vallis. The group already had communicated the goals of the program to many constituencies, foundations, and organizations. Even though Chicago's Board of Education approved the service learning requirement in 1996, it wasn't implemented until 1997, giving the task force members additional time to ensure a smooth implementation. Buckney advises that this is not something that you just jump into. Before developing its policy, Chicago's leaders visited other districts with successful service learning programs, including Baltimore and Austin, Texas. The Alliance for Service Learning and Education Reform Standards of Quality for Service Learning Programs recommends school leaders communicate the significance of the effort, even to those who are not directly involved in service learning. Service learning is often a hard sell because folks think it's one more thing added to the curriculum, when in fact it can enhance the learning. Says Marilyn Swirk, author of A Guide to Service Learning, a how-to book on running the program. That seems to be the official view of in Jefferson Parish, uh, Louisiana. Administrators there suggested repealing the requirement, which would have gone into effect for the class of 2001, by arguing before the school board that increased academic achievement was the priority of the system and that graduation should be the result of academic achievement alone. Although the district's original policy tried to prevent procrastination by requiring seniors who lost their hours to take a community service course, Administrators balked at the likelihood of offering the course to about 1,000 students the following year. It meant another semester of financial spending on a course that would have no bearing on their academic future, explained Jefferson Parish School Board member St. Pierre, former coach and teacher. 
generally speaking, I think the kids who did complete their hours are usually your better kids, the ones who get their work done on time. They're probably not the complainant type kids. Probably when they did it, they enjoyed doing it. Many school systems with community service mandates begin by creating study groups comprised of community members. Teachers and school officials who debated the merits of the plan before putting anything in place. Randy Collins, superintendent in Waterford, Connecticut, which mandates service as a graduation requirement, advises his colleagues considering a community service program to first get a read on their community. He adds, although I'm a huge proponent of service learning, he used service, excuse me, service to the community as a teaching strategy. I would not advocate every school system mandate it. In some systems, that would be more destructive than helpful. Collins believes that the use, excuse me, the use of a community-wide study group establishes a base of wide support once the service requirement takes effect. He felt it was important that they reach their own conclusions without his opinion unduly considered. The night that Waterford Board adopted the requirement, the board chair voted in favor of the mandate, while her son, the president of the high school student council, opposed it. In the Corpus Christi, Texas Independent School District, community service is required part of the social studies curriculum, first through eighth grade. This is Dixie Binford, the school services consultant responsible for the district's K through 12 social studies program. Then Superintendent Abelardo Saverja pushed hard to include service learning as Corpus Christi revamped its academic standards. However, before the policy was implemented, the system held community forums in different parts of town to explain the proposal to, to the high school students. Even in lower grades, the district leaves how to incorporate service to the discretion of individual teachers as well, and they find this very helpful um, in the success of the program. Additionally, as far as academic merits go, advocates of the service program, the notion that their programs aren't academic. Done well, community service programs can change people's minds about the educational value of the service argues Luke Fraser, Executive Director of Maryland Student Service Alliance. Maryland is the only state requiring all students perform 75 hours of community service to graduate, and the state leaves the details up to the local systems. He states, I can't count on the number of times in the last four years I heard from someone who said, I really thought this was a bad idea and didn't want to do this, but wow, I got interested in the fill in a blank, working with youngsters, environmental studies, working with a soup kitchen, and I still do it, even after the requirement for the service learning was filled. Other examples nationwide in the District of Columbia High School, geometry students honed their graphing skills with a community improvement project. They scoured their neighborhoods and inventoried the number of liquor stores and liquor advertisements posted in their churches recreation centers and health facilities. They graphed and analyzed the data, then wrote to the mayor, pointing out the heavy concentration in certain city conjuns and suggesting ways to improve their neighborhoods. In San Diego, California, high school students are volunteering as literacy tutors in feeder elementary schools. The older students bolster their own reading skills while maintaining a journal of their activities and monitor the progress of the child with whom they support. In Corpus Christi, 
students read a newspaper article about the oldest house in the city falling apart and decide to take action. They study the historic construction of the building and an unusual amalgam of oyster shells and mortar. Students collect money each month to send to the local heritage society. Real life learning. Several superintendents believe that service must be integrated into the curriculum for the greatest impact. Robert Holster says school districts shouldn't have to defend community service for its academic value because service fulfills John Dewey's credo that all genuine education comes through experience. He also adds a lot of students are in isolation in the classroom, disconnected from what they are learning in school and what happens in the real world. And service learning also produces tangible academic improvements. We've seen improved intent. They say that they've seen improved attendance and learning. Real kids are more individual and experimental. They need to do it to understand it rather than having, having somebody talk to them. And the Chicago program also afforded many students, especially inner city youth, an opportunity to feel that they're contributing to someone else. Since Buckney, volunteerism, she adds, allows students from Chicago's diverse to mingle, which doesn't happen often enough outside of school. In conclusion, there are very mixed opinions about community service. However, what seems to be the common theme is that community service is very important to encourage in high schools, maybe not necessarily mandate, but if mandated well, it can be a very important learning experience for the students in a way in which they can use their skills to help their community, which is essentially, at least all of these, what the point, I suppose, of studying is to find something that you're good at, find something that you like studying, and then you hope someday to have a job in which that you incorporate these skills to produce an outcome that is hopefully beneficial to somebody or something um, in the community or internationally. And so I think that volunteering is very important. My school particularly didn't require it, um, but I did participate in a lot of volunteer activities and I did receive, I received, I didn't receive credit, but I received um, acknowledgement of my volunteer activities, especially with New Heights Educational Group um, from the National Honor Society, and so I was able to participate in that. Um, and so I do believe that it's a good thing to really encourage. As far as mandating, it can be a little bit difficult because I know, like myself, I had to do a lot of volunteering online just because I didn't really have a car and my parents worked most of the time. And so it could be an unfair advantage to some students if they're in similar situations like me, um, finding volunteer activities. But I think it's very useful to have, as I discussed in this article, classes or programs within the school that gives everybody an equal opportunity to participate in the service learning program. And this way, all students get to have that experience and get to fulfill their requirement if they have that requirement. And I think that can be very successful. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend, everyone. Please join us next week for our show on smartphones um, and how they have evolved into a popular tool for high schoolers. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.